The question we should be asking is, are we bringing the very best of who we are to the most important thing that we do? This is OSV Talks, a show where we explore topics from prominent Catholic leaders to spark discussion, explore new or re-explore old approaches, and inspire creative thinking, all from the heart of the church. My name is Doug Tuke, and I will be your host. I am so excited to be here with Steve Angrazano, musician, composer, veteran of ministry, a music missionary. I love that title. He just gave that to me, and it makes me smile. Because you know what? If I had to describe you, I think those are the words I would come up with. Well, good. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. It's only fair to tell our audience that we are friends, and most of the time it revolves around making fun of each other and baseball. So So that's the gist of our friendship. What what Doug doesn't know is there was a a moment when someone was saying, I'm trying to get a hold of Doug, but he he didn't answer. And I said, well, watch this. Did you see the Mariner thing last night? (laughs) Oh, yeah. You just got to bring up the right topic. I call him like, are you making fun of my team? (laughs) No, I need you to talk to this person. (laughs) Oh, mercy. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. It's so good to be here. Thanks for your OSV talk, too. I appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. It's very exciting. Well, we tasked you with something kind of tough. Well, you know, there's just there's minefields. Liturgical people are very opinionated. No, (laughs) no. Say more. (laughs) So you think every time you take a step, you try to look at what what angles should I look at this from before my foot hits the click? You know, I I I just as being a part of OSV talks, you and I've joked about this, but I I just I'm never going to stop pushing the conversation about liturgical music because I can't, I mean, Steve, if we're reading a bunch of data and people are bailing on church and they're like, I didn't like the music and they're literally leaving the faith, right. something's wrong. Right. It's not just preaching. You and I joke about this. No. There's something wrong. What yeah. is wrong? What went wrong <laughs> that, that caused that? Right. That's crazy. I know. Well, and people, there are so many elements, like any big problem, there are so many facets to it, right. you know? Uh, when something big is going on, there's a lot of reasons. And music is sometimes identified and not the real heart of it, you know, but music also is a big part of it. Yeah. So uh, how do we even get to the bottom of that? That's a good question. And, you know, one of the things I say in the talk is I don't know, you know, yeah. but Praise God. one, of, one yeah. of the things that we do say is, hey, we've got to get there together. We have to find a way. To me, the, the biggest enemy is the, well, 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 we've always done it this way, you know, and yeah. that is a, there's a reality that I think people confuse Sometimes someone says, well, you know, the church has, you know, there are things you just don't change. And that's true. I mean, as Catholics, there's things we just don't change. But, you know, when you go to a parish and you say to someone, you know, what if we did it like this? And they say, oh, well, we've never done that. You know, they're not talking about any of those things. That's right. <laughs> that's not a conversation about dogma that's and not, doctrine. Right, right. That's a conversation about Grandma Millie, well, who plays the organ. That's, that's exactly what that right. is. That is exactly right. And we're like, okay, this does not fall under the infallible category, yeah. I don't think. so. Something I love about visiting with you is that you travel a lot. And you, and I mean this as a compliment, you've done this a while. You're not a novice to the space of ministry, parish missions, the youth ministry space, young adult formation, adult formation, obviously publication. And you've seen so much. So when I ask you a question, I know what I'm getting from you is like, it's not the opinion of Steve Angrazano. It's like, well, in the hundred parishes I've been to in the last five years, I've seen X and I'm over here taking notes like, Really? That's really what's going on? You know, what's funny is out of all of that, and thank you, but and out of all of that, I think 
having had at least a little experience working at a very small parish and a lot of experience working at a very big parish, um, even though that was some years ago, recognizing the dynamics of how these decisions get made and yeah. how easy and hard things are in different settings. It's really, it was very humbling for me the first time I took a big job doing music at a parish and they were really hoping to renew their liturgy. And, you know, nine months in, I could list to you, you know, a hundred things we've done to make it better. Yeah. And my wife laying in bed leans over to me one day and says, so when are you going to change something? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Wait, what? Oh, honey, we've changed so many things. It's like, you got to walk really carefully. It's, it's two steps forward, one step back sometimes. It's the Catholic church for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said something to me one time that I love and I kind of want to explore it is sure. in your travels and, and working and doing parish missions and just the incredible gift that is you'll work. You'll, somebody will ask you like, Hey, would you work with our, um, the youth mass band yeah. and uh and you have such a just a broad you know like encyclopedia of music and so the band says yeah steve's here and and they play a song and they're like look we played it and then you said something to be like you're like y you played it but let me teach you how to play it <laughs> you know like just because a group of people can yeah. play a modern worship song throw it into liturgy and say look at us we're a modern worship band how do you deconstruct that how do you work with me uber amateur guitar 18 year old who just wants to help uh -huh. but still build me up in the kingdom yeah. to share god's music how do you do that that's well there's a couple things come immediately to mind you know i i took guitar lessons and i was a guitar teacher so it's funny that you use that analogy because yeah. it does help when you're teaching to recognize how to frame things in the positive and how to move from how to move the needle that's yeah. what i'd say you know what i think one of the problems is people recognize issues in the church whether they be very logistical, you know, this person isn't a very good guitar player or very theoretical. Should we be doing this kind of music or that? And a lot of times, I don't know, we just, we don't, we don't know how to do something productive about it. Even if we're right, we're not productive wow. about it. You that's know, that's a bold statement so and it's very, very true. How do we do something that's productive? And, and for me, that's the real, I would never, we're joking, you know, I would never ever look at someone and say, oh, well, let me show you how you really should do that. Right. But, but what the challenge is before I just let them off the hook just now, uh, the challenge is a lot of times you'll hear someone, if I get to clinic, you know, I'll go to yeah. a church and they'll say, work with our music groups. And they'll do something and I'll say, hey, something really cool to think about is, you know, where are you playing this in the liturgy? So since it's offertory and we're coming from a quiet moment, instead of starting with boom, 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 you know, why don't we start here? And, you know, you want to be sensitive to this, that and this. And inevitably they'll say, oh, yeah, we're always sensitive to this, that and that. I'm like, well, uh, you, you know, you weren't just now. Yeah, just now you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> you mean other than what you just did for me? <laughs> right, right. But, but, you know, here's the thing is in any art form, someone asked me uh, just at a big conference, why are speakers and musicians so sensitive? Like all I did was say that wasn't very good. Try it different. And that lady got so mad and hurt, you know, and I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, we have to say things in a way that produces some positive result, but also. Musicians are really laying their hearts out, you know. It's poetry. It is. It's vulnerable. It is. It's vulnerability. You're being vulnerable. And There's so no question. It's hard to hear when you're, what, if I could change one thing, if I could teach one thing, you know, and uh, um, I would say when I do a music workshop, I talk about passing the baton. Yeah. You know, I, di I didn't talk about that in the talk today. Yeah. But passing the baton is really just the idea that everything a musician does at liturgy, in fact, everything anyone does in liturgy. Yeah is coming from something and going to something. And so rather than just say, this is the way I, we always do the song, or this is the way I always start my homily, you know, 
what's the context that we're coming from and going to? And, you know, an example of just a priest who really got that, you know, we, my pastor, I love him so much when I was in, he's still alive in Colorado. He's retired father Ken Leone. Someone always knows him. He's epic in Denver. And, uh, and we had had communion and, and then we were playing some sort of song. I don't remember the song, but it was after communion and just broke into prayer. You know, everyone was praying, singing a few people, even just kind of just, you know, open, it was just kind of had this moment that wasn't like, that's the kind of typical crowd. It was just everyone praying. Yeah. And you know, it was the last Sunday before Lent. And so usually what father does then is say, Hey, guess what? We start our fish fries on Friday and they're going to be so amazing. <laughs> you know, we can't wait. To and so as we're finishing this song, I'm like, you know, I know that's his personality. I wonder where he's going to go, you know? And as we finished that song, he, he said, I'm not, I'm, this is not a made up story. This is yeah. a moment in my yeah. life. He stood up and he said, you know what I love about this parish is that we know how to pray together Oof-ta. and we know how to be family together. Hey, and speaking of that, guess what? I'm family, I'm <laughs> but, but that, but he named seconds, the reality. Yes. He named that reality. And that 15 that was seconds beautiful. was the handoff. Yeah. It was, it allowed, yeah. and most young musicians, I think are not thinking about the context of what they're doing. Yeah. They're not, they're just like, it starts with my first note and ends with my last note, but what's the context of what you're doing? What yeah. came before and after? Where did the language take us? Yeah. Okay. This is the joke between you and I, right. and it's one of the funniest conversations we have ever had. No, I wish <laughs> oh. is that you get a reputation as the go make a difference guy. Yes, and if you have ever been in youth ministry audience, <laughs> you know, this is a funny, it's funny. Steve and I were visiting one time about music and we were prepping for this talk and you were like, hey, let me tell you about Go Make a Difference. And you just go off and tell me this story about like, this isn't fair. Let me tell you why. <laughs> and I was dying because I love you so much. And I was like, wow, I just got to see a side of you that I love. You're talking about the context of how the baton gets passed and where the song, I take your song, Go Make a Difference, which I know the context yeah. of it, but I want you to tell the audience. Yeah, yeah. And I misuse it. Yeah. That's a bad reflection on you. It can not, be. It can be. But, yeah, and yeah. not just the fact that a song was misplaced in the context of the heart and soul of our worship. Right. Talk about that. So go make a difference. And if you and if you don't know the song, you know, that's that's all fine and good. But go make a difference was I was actually commissioned to write a song for the closing of the National Catholic Youth Conference in CYC. Yeah. And at the time, it wasn't as big as today, but thousands, 8,000, 10,000, something like this. So they said, write a song. This is. This sounds like a joke and it's not a joke that they, they said, write a song for the closing session. And the person on the phone, I literally asked, well, what does it need to say? They said, you know, it's the last thing of four days. Just say, you know, go out there and make a difference in the world. Yeah. <laughs> that, nice. So that person does not have writer's credit. Okay. But, but so I sat down with my friend, Tom Tomasek, and we wrote a song called go make a difference. And how could we know, you know, it became, it took on a life of its own. Yeah. And so many churches use it for confirmation. They use it for their mission theme, all these things. Right. Uh, you know, you don't know this two years ago, Gonzaga university, it was the closing song of their commencement exercise. No so way. It has this huge life. And then, uh, there's, I, I won't point them to you, but there's a couple of blogs, hate blogs. They're just, they, they have this song in their title. Okay. It's just like, if only this was never written. And, yeah. and you know, I, I didn't mention this song in the talk that I just did, but it was pretty cool that it made me do a little reflection. And it's like, and what, I'm just a human being. Okay. Yeah. What box do I even put all that in? You know? And I was like, okay. Uh, it's we wrote a song that resonates with a lot of people that's right and for certain reasons and and that's rewarding i mean yeah that's rewarding. no question yeah now you did bring up a point you know uh 
the skill with that's not by by no means is this the only song there are songs that the skill with which you play it and the placement and decision of when and where to play it is hugely important it's huge steve it's i would argue probably the place where the most learning needs to happen in liturgical music other than style but like placement is everything it is it is and i think there's no way here's the way you teach that i think first you have to become able to perceive it you know and how do you do that uh well when i can sell that i'll let you know (laughs) you know like i mean you have experience You, you cut your teeth doing ministry so let's just be honest about the spirituality of that question as well, yeah. which is like you, I see you, really I've good. seen you speak, yeah. I've seen you play, I know what's going on. I see you engaging the prayerful environment with which you're doing it. There is no question to me, the way you're interacting with the music is prayerful. Would you say if that piece is absent from you in the context of liturgical music, that maybe something is absent yeah, that well, needs to be invited? Yes. Yeah, so let's say it like this, right? Okay. If for any reason, personal or technical, whether it be your musical skill or just what's gone on in your day to day, if you can't pray along with the people you're leading, then you don't really know where they are. If you can't pray along with the people you're leading, then you don't know where they are. That's the thesis there. There That's a great thesis. You're just guessing. You're guessing. I think we need to, I think we need to do that. Well, you don't know. You're not praying. If you were praying with them, you'd, you'd know where they're at. Wow. And, and that, I think sometimes a person can't avoid that. Like there, you know, maybe there's musicians listening, maybe not, but I mean, there's always a time in your life when I was a young musician where I should be praying, but mostly I am praying. I'm praying that when it gets to that B minor, <laughs> you know, that I will be able to do it. That's what I'm praying, right? And, you know, That's all right. The Lord is the Lord. <laughs> right. And you can't avoid some of those moments you can't avoid. But um, I, I would say to the degree that you are able to go, you know what? If I, They're going to keep singing. Yeah. They're going to keep singing. So it's more important for me to pray and be in the moment. And the other thing uh, is I don't, I've made up this word for it. I, I call it transparency. Mm-hmm. Like, my goal is actually not to, I, I call it like the Charlotte's Web thing. You know, I would love for you to not remember that I was leading. I like that. I would love to just kind of disappear into the songs and you were praying and it was beautiful. And you're like, yeah, and the music was good, you know, but I was just praying. And, and that is where I do think it's craft. This is the good news and bad news, even when I can't tell you how to do it. Yeah. It's all craft. It's not like God-given gift, yeah. you know. You can learn most of these things, yeah. but someone has to be honest with you and you have to be honest with yourself. And yeah. We're not always honest with each other. That's a flaw when people are being vulnerable. Yeah. We can't find a way to say that was so good. You know what? Um, here's what I would suggest. And yeah, accountability isn't happening. I would argue is not happening in that space as much as maybe it could, should or would. Um, so I'm, I'm some, I'm some uh, kind of neoconservative Catholic mm-hmm. and I come to you and say, your little guitar and your modern songs have no place in this liturgy. This ought to be this thing, whatever that thing is, yeah. chant, silence, whatever it is. What do you do with that? Uh, Cause I know it's out there. I yeah. know it's real. Let's just name it. Oh, Let's just name much. that, that, that thing. Right. What do you say to that? How do you, inst- I mean, how do you bring your life yeah. to them and go, well, I live in this space, you know? Right. Well, and here, and here's, there's two elements to that. One is someone saying, is this a beautiful way to pray? And is it okay I would be fine if every parish 
had a traditional Latin mass. I'm just telling the truth. Sure. I, yeah. I think it's beautiful. I love praying, particularly where I went to school, St. Minor, they do English language chant. Uh-huh. You know? So, so, uh, Gregorian chant means Latin. Oh yeah, you know, but plain song or chant, and you know, I think it's beautiful. Is this a beautiful way to pray? That's a great way to evaluate. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a that's a great way to evaluate bad music. Because yeah. if you look at it and go, "Wow, this music actually really distracted me from right. prayer, and it wasn't beautiful." Right. That's a great bar. Is this, is this a beautiful, a beautiful way, to way to pray? And to get to the answer to your question, that is a different. You're asking something different than is this the only way to pray? Yeah, and that's what speak you were more to that. At. Speak more to yeah. that though, because yeah. I have a problem with that. Yeah, I struggle with that. Yeah, is this this is the only way? Mm, right, right. Hang on. And a lot of people do it. A lot of people do it. And yes, you know the a very traditional. We should go back to chant. Gets the reputation for that, but you know, every there are more than one silo, and there's more than one silo. You oh, know, it's so, not just two. No, yeah, that's yeah, right. So that's there's right. a lot of people doing that, and and. You know, there's a lot of answers to answer the question you're asking. You know, I find it as a musician very curious that, um, you know, perhaps um, being a musician gives you a different perspective. But one of the things I think when people say stuff like that is you do realize like every note ever sung or played was new once. Right. It was new once. And mm. what I think people sometimes want to hear, which I'm very happy to say, do you know what I'm certain of, Doug? I'm certain that 99 percent of every music Every song that we're writing today, 99% of them will be forgotten 200 years from now. Mm. But the 1% that's not forgotten will be called traditional music. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know. Uh, that's the opening of his book, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the, the cream rises, you know, the cream rises. Well, and that's good advice for any musician, yeah, right? Yeah. Go write 100 songs because one yeah, of them might be one great. One of them will be good. Yeah, yes. that's and great so, advice. You know, yeah. I do think the other thing is just that music is language. And, mm. and, uh, Music is the language of the heart. And when David was writing psalms, that was language of the heart. Wow. You know, and when I write a song, that's language of the heart. And when Mozart wrote a song, that's language of the heart. And when the 16-year-old high school kid, you know, and so we should never stop writing those things. Yeah. We should never. The psalms were songs of the heart. Our music and liturgy is the song of our heart. And yeah. so. You say something that that knocked me out. It was a couple of weeks ago. The best is yet to come. Yeah. I really believe. That knocked me yeah. out. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard someone who lives it the way you do yeah. say, you know what I think? I think the best is yet to come. I think that might shock some people, yeah. and I love it. I'm, and I'm glad. And, and you know, I that comes from a person that loves traditional liturgy. And, and I think, and you know some of us, you know Tom Booth, and you know, I mean, I, but like, I think we're more traditional than some people think. Yeah, I think you're right. Just because we write contemporary music. I agree with you. I can't write an ancient song because I I wasn't born yet. You're not ancient, as far as we know. (laughs) You are a grandpa, but you're not ancient. No, no. You're cutting that whole line out. And uh, no, I'm not. I am a grandpa. Yes. Uh, uh, I I think, you know, I I love to pray in so many ways. But I guess being a pastoral musician, and maybe that's what's lacking from that conversation, we can get in our theoretical silos and like, you know what a parish is not? A parish is not a convent or a monastery. Ooh, well said. A parish is not a convent or a monastery. So the context of that argument can be a little bit, it's a little bit odd. Yeah. A parish is a parish. Right. Wow. And okay. our goal really is to minister to a diverse population, not just people who chose to be monks. That's right. Right. And and they're coming from some of them very skeptical places. and. Yeah. What language can I use? How many tools in my toolbox do I have? And and that's that's really the goal. And I think it just requires it. And the 
and you know, uh, I'm not saying anything if you others haven't said, but some people always say, well, it says, it says in the documents that chant should be given pride of place. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm not the first to notice that if you read the whole sentence, yeah. which often doesn't happen when we debate. Imagine other, that, right, Steve, right? right? It says, all things being equal, chant holds pride of place. And so, yeah, I actually do think a beautiful chant on Easter vigil, you know, and there, there's places where I, I just, w I wouldn't care if I did it every morning at mass, but, but uh, all the things are not equal. When mm. I look out at 10 a.m. and there's families and children and people looking for God that relates line. to their everyday life and how do they pray it and can they sing it in words that sound normal to them. And are beautiful, like and you said. Beautiful. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Who are your heroes? Oh, gosh. Yeah. My wife. Does that, oh, you, that's a good line. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's not a line. You know, yeah, we, we I know. really do it. Your marriage is beautiful. We do it's the men... Well, the apostolate is, uh, you know, I didn't used to use that word so much because, it, again, you can wait. I try to stay out of political waters. But sure. what we have as lay people really is an apostolate. You know, it is mm -hmm. it is God's call to me and my vocation of marriage to live out the faith in a way that, you know, we are a light into the world. And, yeah. and it and, is, yeah. just so you know. Thanks. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, it's beautiful. We, it's beautiful. We, do, we do those decisions together. We manage things together. And I... I just love, I love that she lays down her life for me. She's not on the podcast. She didn't give the talk. Yeah. Two thirds of the words are probably hers. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that the language that you use in ministry. And I mean, all ministry, um, the beauty of parish mission, the beauty of event, those kinds of things. It just seems like it always flows from the authentic tenderness of that union. Yeah. I just, I just think that Jenny is there. Yeah. She's, I, I don't even know your, I know your wife briefly, yeah. but I know her really well through you. Because you just give so much credence to the beauty of your union. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful witness, man. It's, 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 it's incredible. Thank you. It comes out in your ministry. You can't stifle it. It's going to be there. Well, and that's where, that's where transparency, when I talked about that, transparency, and I think this is good. This is the journey of people who desire to offer their gifts to the church. Mm -hmm. Transparency by nature means that people can see through. So authenticity kind of goes with, like you have to be yourself. And I think... You know this because you're one of us, but <laughs> there are a lot of people ministering to the church, in the church, doing work that began in youth ministry. Indeed. You know, Indeed. and and I really think youth ministry is the is in the best of ways to testifier. You know, teenagers are fiercely authentic and they can smell a rat. You know, smell they fake. do. Yep. They do. And, and if you can't live what you believe and sing it and say it in a way that they think you really mean it. I mean, they don't want nothing to do with yeah. you. And. That's I think that's great. Yeah, I, I agree. If you can't cut, if you if you haven't cut your teeth doing a middle yeah. school rally, I, no. I'm not sure I want to put you in front of my kids. I love middle school rally because if they don't like you, they just they talk tell you. and leave. They'll just they, tell you. Grownups are worse. We lie. We smile. We smile and listen, and we don't like it. You know, if you would it's talk true. and leave and text, I would change something. It's true. Do you ever feel? Do you, I, I, we've had a conversation about this before, but I just kind of love it. Like, do you feel like sometimes you're a victim of your own success? Do you ever feel like? You have come, you came from youth minister. I met you uh, at St. Francis Cabrini years and years ago. You were very busy. It was like a youth night. But you've done so much in the music space. But I know that you have a profound professional skill set. And the way you've transitioned into these parish missions and really enlivening the lay church and recognizing the value of discipleship. And I think that you're grappling with it right now in a wonderful way. Is it hard to be like, I'm not, I'm not the stage performer, youth minister 
that you think I am maybe. I'm over here doing this thing. Do you speak to that at all? I mean, yeah, do you, you feel know, that? I don't think for me personally, it's so much a matter of people see me as a stage performer, but I do think, you know, uh, I do a lot of parish missions. I do a lot of family retreats. I do a lot of workshops for musicians. Liturgy, and, retru- liturgy well, stuff. Exactly. Great liturgy exactly. work. And that is, that is, you know, all me. Very much, I mean, it's at home there. And in fact, in some ways doing more of that than any, youth ministry today but people well it's lose the sum sometimes. of those experiences like we talked about yeah. too they yes. lose sometimes sorry what do they lose sometimes you Say said pe- people lose sometimes what do they lose like a sense of that maybe well i think some you know let's go back let's use that go make a difference analogy for a second. sure sure you know people people sometimes do put you in a certain box yeah you know and well he writes that kind of music or he has that kind of theology or right. he goes, you know because you know the band that your 430 mass played that song poorly you're making so many conclusions about me personally you know that's and right. uh, yeah. um that's hard but it's funny where it really came to light to me and this just happened to me Doug I did a parish mission three nights at a church and I'm in the car they're driving me to the airport Okay, now this may be funnier to those who know my history a little more than others, but I say to the woman driving me, so what's your next big thing? She said, well, tomorrow we pick up any Hickman at the airport. He's doing our confirmation retreat. I said, great. I said, you know, we should have just done it today. I was here. And they said, she said, I tried to tell him. They just didn't know whether you'd connect with young people. <laughs> right. And that was my whole life. That's oh, been no. my whole life. The, their whole background. But they've never yeah. seen it. They've wow. never seen me do that. They've only seen me do a, lit, a national liturgical conference thing and, a you know, a wow. parish mission. So so to me, what we you know, it's funny. You just be, are aware that people put you in a box. Yeah. They, they do. They put you in a box and maybe they can't help it. But yeah. I do sometimes feel like. uh Musically, some people will stereotype that yeah. you're a certain kind of theology or a certain kind of person. Oh, indeed. Because of this. And I wish that wasn't true. But uh, again, this is why my wife's my hero. She yeah. would just say, from the time you wake up this morning to the time you go to sleep tonight and you pray and you work and you go where God calls you, how much are those people affecting this day? Yeah. I'm like, none. She's like, well, then stop thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, knock them. it off. You know, yeah. Stop thinking yeah. about yeah. it. Well, she's a wise woman. And yeah. it is. And, you know, it's because we're human and we want our, uh, we want, you know, we, we're just human. We, yeah. You, know, you don't want to. I know. <laughs> I think that sometimes in music, the naysayer, the critic says, where is the Bach? Where is the net? Where is the greatness of the liturgy, the great writing? Right. And I love so much that you're not afraid of that question, that you're out there and inspiring people to raise the bar. If the bar is low, we're going to meet it every time. Raising the bar of excellence for this thing, this source and summit thing we call liturgy. And I really think you're doing it. I really do. I know so because I see you and I see you doing it. Where can we learn more about you? Where can we where can we get to know you better? You what are some get, things going on? Yeah, well, the when the pandemic started, uh, out of no nothing but needing to do something besides go crazy, <laughs> um, I started praying the Chapel of Divine Mercy on Facebook Live every day, and we've been doing it Monday through Friday. Some weeks, like I'm sitting here with you right at this very second, I would be doing it, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, some weeks it's just Mondays or Fridays, but for the most part, that's Facebook is Steve Angrisano Music because you'll be happy to know some guy named like John Smith owns Facebook.com slash Steve Angrisano, and I don't know why and I don't know how, but it's unavailable to me, a person with that actual name. 
<laughs> and so uh, I am Steve Angersano Music. But if you want one place to connect with me, look at Steve Angersano Music. I pray every day there, and uh, what I'm my goings on are there. I also have steveangersano.com, and my publisher is Oregon Catholic Press, ocp.org, and mm-hmm. all the music is available there. We are a better church in America because wow. of you, because yeah. of the work at OCP, yes. um, the That's songs true. that you gave us. Uh, the language that we bring to the Eucharist that that you gave to us. And I know that it came to you from prayer. I know that, but I also know that the Lord used you and you said yes to that. We're a better church because of that, Steve. So I'm so thankful for you. Thanks for your time today. I appreciate it tons. Great to be with you. Awesome. God bless. You too. Thank you for listening. You can enjoy all OSV Talks at osvtalks.com. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please rate and review our show wherever you like to listen. Friends, Innovative thinking is at the core of OSV, and OSV Talks is part of a much larger effort to be a catalyst for Catholic innovation. OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation brings you these talks from prominent Catholic leaders to spark discussion, explore new or re-explore old approaches, and inspire creative thinking, all from the heart of the church. Until next time, God bless.